As the 70s roll in, stability around the world has never been as shaky. Interplanetary alliances join together to seek ideological supremacy across both planets. Cultural shifts are uprooting norms that have been in place for centuries. Technological shifts have been changing how the world itself functions. As these shifts occur, life continues in the seed bearer region, where a seemingly random group of people have come together to try and make sense of the nonsensical. This is Hazeltown Story. I play Arista Gels, a doctor slash uh, mortician, and uh, the pronouns are they them. Okay. I think that's everything. Yep, Bob, you're next. Uh, hello, I am Bob Nader. I am playing Ferris Diotero. He is a full time explorer, part time TV host for his own TV show, Whole Wide World, and uh, he's a he him. All right. Hi, I'm Carvel. This time I'll be playing Elmis Granner, she, they, an engineer who will often ask the question of, can I do this rather than should I? And as evidenced by your admissions, I also play Claudia Lupin, a, th- a would-be thief, and Yuhar Governor, a retired pirate. Hello, I am, of course, Death Master 780. I play Bob B., a businessman who does nothing illegal whatsoever. Pronouns are he, him. And I also play Nell's Masters, a uh, lady obsessed with death. Pronouns are she, her. Uh, I'm Torpetypus, and I play Aravia, uh, she, her. And uh, she's the mad cow your parents the wonder area about. that you specifically are in, uh, let's just say it is around 6 o'clock at night. Uh, so the sun is not quite down, but it is starting to go down. Um, you are at a fork in the road. However, this fork, uh, one is completely blocked by wood. So really, there is only one way to go forward. Bobby turns to Toby uh, and says, all right, champ, which way are we going? All right. Well, the thing is, is that this wood like blocking the path like this was put up just to make sure that people didn't go down however looking past this obstacle i'm pretty sure this path is still there still there so we should probably check to make sure that um there isn't anything down that path we just got to go around in the trees but we should still have access to this path i mean we're ghosts we can just walk through it so i mean just just to say if like I'm sure that they were just going around it. Ah. We, yes, we can go through. So probably down this path. Now let's go. Uh, so the path starts to zigzag a little bit. And after a while, you do in fact come across a clearing. And actually, I'm going to do it like this. But you all can't see what I'm doing. All right. As I try and remember how this works, what is my layer that I'm on? I'm on map and background. So... And yes, I'm going to make this bigger. So, hold on, roll 20 is that working with, there is being fussy. Come on. Makes a little bit bigger. Damn it. Come on. God damn it. I want to resize it. Well, roll 20, everybody. We only use you because you're the only game in town. Also free. Also yeah. free. Kind like of. Like I said, only game in town. All right. Uh, let me manipulate this so that the people that are watching the stream can see it, kind of. Great, this is 
Not ideal, but you can kind of see what's going on. So you come across a clearing and inside of this clearing, you can see a one you can actually see. The first thing you see is a giant tower that is made of wood. And what you can see is on top of the tower, you can see a person that is standing there uh, who is holding a rifle. Um, this person is, um, to just give a description, he is, I'm going to figure out, um, he is a younger human. Uh, he is early 20s. Uh, he is a skinny boy. Uh, he is skinny in fact boy. Bald. He's bald, clean shaven, and very thin. But he is in fact holding what looks to be a hunting rifle. Um, and he's not really doing anything at the moment, but you can definitely tell that that is what he's carrying. And that's the first thing you can see looking at the top of his tower, uh, which for you, right there. Okay. And outside of that, you can see multiple tents. Uh, there is a large tent in the center. You can see that there is a longer tent in the back. And you can see smaller tents on the side. These smaller tents can hold, let's say I, I'm really bad with like uh, space, but um, this would be probably enough to fit, I would say, about four people. Uh, if you had like twin beds, you could comfortably put about four of them. Uh, and that's about the size for each of these four uh, that okay. are two to each side. This center one is pretty large, um, probably about like, I would say about the size of like a gas station, like the little, you know, the building of a gas station. Not like the entire gas station, but like, you know, the, the, the center part that you, you know, go into. Yeah, the convenience store. Yeah. And then the long one is roughly the same size, except it is just longer. All right. Um, so that is what you see. Uh, you don't see anyone else in particular. But that is what you have seen when you're probably like at the base, which is probably about right here. So well, I'm guessing why don't we just go hit the big tent first and let's and work our way out. Fine by me. Also, you're just split up and look apart, look at the camp separately. Sure, that works too. Uh, also, I'm going to say that this is basically a snapshot in time. That this is yeah. they're, they're not moving. Uh, it, think about oh, like you, you've known the game Return of the Oberdin. If you think about like how those. Or you can basically walk around, but it's just, it's a moment in time. Finally, I'm on an Apple PC. All right. Um, it's me, the Apple II. So, yeah, you can all choose to do what you want. Well, Yuhar's beelining the central uh, uh, tent and just going to look in there. Also, uh, really quick, the lower carnival, could you move? Forgot to count over to my sheet. <laughs> Okay. That is under the uh the rogue. Yep. But yeah. All right. Uh so you're going to go to the center um Bobby and Aravio. I'll be able to take the tents on the right. I was going to take the ones on the left. Yeah, I'm going to center. You are. Okay. All right. So I guess I'll just I'll start for Aravio. So you go on the tents on the left and you 
just see that inside of them are, in fact, cots. Uh, you can see that there are about... There is about... In the one that is closest to the path, uh, which for you watching is this one, uh, which if you're trying to think how to verbally describe this, um, basically the closest one to like the entrance on the left, uh, you can see that there is a lot of storage, um, that there is um, stuff like, say, um, you can see just a handful of just acquired like guns. Like, um, they don't look particularly like super high tech. Uh, they are probably uh, either surplus or they are like civilian based. Um, lots of handguns and just other like tools. Like, there's also a few baseball bats in there as well. Oh, the weapon of kings. Um, and if you look at the one that is furthest further in the back, uh, you can see that there are three bunks in this uh, in this one. Okay, so just bunks and a fuckload of weapons. Yes. Um, Bobby, you see er, on the right side, you see practically the same thing. Uh, yeah. All right. From the people in the bunks. Um. Let's just let's say. Um, actually, what I would like to do, I might as well do it now. Uh, I want someone to make a percentage roll die. I'll do it. All right. So D100? D100. All right. Uh, so you see, so I will say, um, I'll do this. Um, hmm. Let's say that... Bobby, you see two people are sitting on the bunks. Um, one that is, um, uh, let's see, one that is, in a, he is slightly older. He's probably in about his 30s. Uh, he is very uh, fit. Uh, you can tell that he does a lot of like lifting and all that. Like he is very athletically built. Um, he is bald. Um, Idiot, and he is talking with another person uh, who is um, who is notably younger, about in his early 20s, uh, kind of average built. Uh, you can tell that on the holster for the one who is younger, you can tell that he is armed with a pistol. How young would you say he is? He's, you would say early 20s. So he looks like maybe college aged. The as we got to Milo Palmer. He could he could fit in that uh yeah he could fit in that um description. All right. Also there. by the way all the people that you're seeing are white. White and shaved heads, right? Yep. Yep. Tattoos? Yep. Probably yep. You know what kind of tattoos. Well Alright. Yes. Kind of. <laughs> it's weird because it's a it's weird because Nazism didn't happen in the there way are that other symbols they can use. Yes, it, yes, but it is. It's not exactly the same as here, but yes, they are essentially white supremacist tattoos. Bobby's going to call out to Toby and says, "Officer, come here." Toby is like, "Oh yeah, what you got? Is this your man, Milo?" Looks like he could fit the bill, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. He is pretty young. 
Well, we'll mark them down then. I haven't seen anyone else yet. All right. Um, and I will say Aravia since uh, I didn't mention it. Um, on one of the bunks on your side. Um, actually, never mind. Sorry, I just realized I might. I was gonna double dip. Ah, uh, fuck you too. Um. Okay. So, Yuhar, you go into the center bunk, and there are tables to the side, or like there's basically three tables. Uh, there is some. It basically, this looks like kind of where like the mess hall would be, quote unquote. Um, there would be ta- like enough tables to like fit everyone. Um, however, you notice there's one thing that a lot of mess halls don't have, which is a giant ass cage in the center of it. And is there anyone in that cage? There happens to be inside of that cage two people. Um, one of which, um, is a um, is a in their early twenties, very bulky, um, kind of more like fat than skin or like fit, but he is definitely like you don't want to mess with him. Uh, except for the fact you can tell that he has been very badly beaten. Or maybe not badly beaten, but he has taken some hits. Uh, he is bald. Uh, and he is chained essentially to the center. Like, in the center, there's like a thing that's like holding it up. Uh, he is chained to that. And on the other side of him, you happen to see a black male in his, or his mid-twenties who is thin, scraggy hair, who has also taken a few hits. Uh, guys, I found Apollo. Uh, that's good. What kind no, of condition is he in? Uh, in a cage? That's on guns and baseball bats. I found some living subjects, possibly Milo. Uh, maybe. Does does this other person look... This other really... person could fit the description of Milo. Uh, Toby, do you... I know. I'm getting, we already know that that's that's Apollo because the one black person. He, he's kind of, he just kind of looks like he, I am going to take a. I am going to take a guess, and I'm going to say that that is probably Apollo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these were taken yesterday. You said right. Yes. Okay, we kind of gotta. I think this is all we need. We gotta go. Not yet. Uh, we still have one final tent to check. Fair, but I'm I'm gonna need to buy some gunpowder before we go. Don't worry about it. Bobby's already got you taken care of. Ah, uh, good, good. All right, so yeah, there is one still tent that you have good you could go into, which I guess since you all kind of I take it that you reconvened at the center tent. Yeah. Uh, uh so I take it you'd all go kind of go into the the tent at the same time because that's the last one. Uh, in there, you see a long table that has basically a lot of documents that are on there. Uh, in the tent, you see that there are... Just double check to make sure... Okay, so you see three people that are in the tent. Um, you see one that is around early 30s. Uh, he is kind of the one that, judging by the posture, he looks like he is explaining something. He is a very fit man. Or no, he's also bulky. He's very kind of bulky, similar in the way that uh, the person in the cage was. Uh, he actually 
is actually distinct because he is fully bearded. And you can tell uh, he has a sledgehammer on the back and like basically like to his side. Um, he is talking to two other people uh, who are one of which is in his early 20s, one of which is older. Uh, they are both pretty similar looking. Uh, basically, you know, white average build bald. Uh, both of them have pistols on them. Hmm. What are they looking at at the table? Um, from what you can tell, uh, they're looking at a map. Uh, they basically have a, a series of maps, one of which is a brochure of, of one, one of which you can tell is a map of the Steinwald, uh, but also in the or surrounding areas. Um, and the, um, the documents that you can read basically are, they're handwritten notes. That looks like they are basically orders to be taken out. Um, basically one saying that they basically look for this person, basically look for Apollo, um, and that to hold on to him uh, until backup arrives. Does it say when backup will be arriving? Uh, it does not. Uh, so wait, one more time. Uh, what was that that we were looking at? Sorry. Uh, so basically, there's they had a bunch of documents on a long like meeting table. Uh, a lot of documents were basically looks like just handwritten notes that were basically correspondence from Cygnus members. Um, one of which was like, oh, hey, you, here's this person. He is hanging out in the city. Go and capture him, but do not kill him. We want to basically take him to another location. OK, uh, are there any others like that on their de- on the uh, the table? Anyone we might know? Uh, from that, it doesn't look like anyone, any names that you recognize. Okay. I was just curious if we were on their, uh, the radar or not. No, it wouldn't be any of you. A tragedy. A real tragedy. Technically, you have not come across each other except for that one. The only time you've come across them is in basically a dream state like this. Well, I look forward to being on a hit list. Let's do this. It's go time! So... Um, Toby basically says, like, all right, well, we can definitely tell that something's up. I think before we go, I guess, physical here, or I guess before we actually, you know, actually take a look into this, we should probably go physical here and see if we can get any information out of the people here. Uh, But if it's no, it's no fun if they're real, if they're not real flesh and bone. Look, we, I can, we can do, I can, we can pop in real, we get this guy, and I can brain bore. And we well, can, let's... well, Toby says, don't worry, we're going to get this guy, we're going to go, like, we're going real, but I know we can get information out of going in through this physical in here, and I want to make sure, and I would be appreciate any information I can get from the safety here before, you know, we have to go in loud. Like, for real. Uh, better people than them have tried to kill me. I, I'm gonna... Better safety than than things. Besides, it's morally less... It's less morally wrong for me to brain bore him in heat now than it is in the future, so... many of you cared about it being morally wrong? I mean... You tried to brain bore at the drop of a hat! It's not so much that I care about it being wrong. It's about... But King, you want to be right. 
Exactly. I, I understand, actually. I understand completely. I understand better than anyone else here. Probably just merely takes out his pistol, uh, walks behind one of the uh, other two guys who aren't the leader guy, and levels it at the dude's head and says, I'm ready whenever. Yep. Yep. Uh, you hard oh. got the revolver out. Ready. Well, so the thing is, if you go physical, you got to start essentially from the beginning. Oh, it's not going to be, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I figured. Yeah, because it also you probably want to get better position because all of you are going to be the same thing. So you can do this a little bit selfish. Also, you can choose what time you want to infiltrate. The answer is the dead of night. Yeah. Also, so that brings us to this part, which is we're going in physical. So this is something that we haven't had to deal with yet, but. Uh, we now got a deal of equipment. So, um, let me just take a look, because it's been a while since I've taken a look at equipment. Uh, so, each of you, um, because this is a scrying, uh, each of you gets a choice of, essentially, a, a primary and secondary weapon, a piece of armor, and two quote-unquote accessories. Which I don't know if you've taken a look at the equipment tab on, like, the Hazeltown story thing. It is towards the full right on the tabs. I've already got my stuff picked out. It won't take me long. So, just to go over, Bobby, you have uh, what is classified as military rifle power, um, which has a set of uh, keywords about it, which I took a look at the description of a military rifle, to give you an equivalent of what it is, harder hitting assault rifle to provide, uh, you're basically using um, something akin to say something like a foul or something like a not quite, except in this case, something that's not quite full rifle, but something that is very powerful, um, which has very good, you know, it is a very powerful rifle. Uh, it does not have fully automatic, but you can fire it into a round burst. I'll explain how that works later. Um, and what was your other thing? You have your pistol precision. Uh, this is going to be something like a Colt 45, uh, like a 1911, something like that. Um, which is not something that is. Let me actually double check. Did I change revolvers or are they separate? Um, no, this is, yeah, you basically got like a 1911. Is probably a good equivalent there. And your armor is basically you got an armored suit. So basically you have are wearing like a standard three piece suit. However, it does have like probably like the vest is aligned with special material that gives you a little bit of armor. That scene from John Wick. Uh, pretty much. Actually, what is the armor rating on that? Is it just one? Armored suit. Yeah, it's one. Yep. Uh, because also one thing to deal with, or that you're going to have to deal with is the fact that each of your two archetypes gives you um, two different item description, two different item tags. Of which that is the you will see on the item, the weapon list and the equipment list that each of those are tagged. And um, you basically have to pick one that match the tags that you have. For example, uh, actually, I'll take a look at Uhar. So Uhar, 
with your archetypes of the rogue and the leader, you have um, access to stealthy, which I might also put down as sneaky, the same thing, and fashionable. So that gets you access to things like um, pistols are definitely some, some machine guns. Um, and that's mostly it for you. Uh, however, the thing that Bobby did where basically went ahead and got some weapons, I will also let you all pick stuff that has the tags paramilitary, which pretty much means most of the guns. Uh, and Aravia, yours is actually interesting because one of the fun things that or another fun thing about the unique uh, is that you can pick a gear tag. You just pick one and that you just can have it. Yep. But also you have the muscle, which is practical, which is probably going to be a lot of stuff you have anyway. But if you see something that's like, oh, you want to have stuff of this type, you can go ahead and pick that as well. But once you pick yeah. one, you got to stick with it. Also with the Vox, I should get Technic anyway. Uh, so te so the Technic keyword, that is something that is just anything can have it. Um, because if, like, uh, if we look in the weapon list, Survival Knife has Technic, but also you can get it if you have tags of Practical, Sneaky, or Paramilitary. Okay. I think um, you're going to be... With Aravia, you're going to be good with Practical. Yeah, no, I was going to go Practical anyway. Um, so in that case, uh, Torpo did... Let's see. Did Aravia get equipment? Never actually filled that out, because I didn't realize I had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, haven't, we haven't needed to, is the thing. Yeah. Uh, so I would probably say for you, uh, there is lined leather jacket. Yeah, that was the plan. Yep. So that's what I figured with you. Um, weapon wise, there's a few like melee weapons, which is kind of what your how your thing's going to work. Uh, if you, you want to use weapons, your the way your character is built, fists are probably good enough. Uh, yeah. On top of that, I can. Uh... The, the attachment for the fighter gloves. Yes, also you can pick up uh, brass knuckles. Yep. It's probably also a good weapon for you to pick up because what that will do is add pierce to unarmed attacks. True. But, uh, really, it does... I mean, it doesn't really say what it does particularly well in the... the uh, on in what... The page. On, on what tab? Weapons. On weapons? Oh, yeah. uh, brass knuckles? Yeah. Uh... It's in because okay, so the way that the special is written is adds zero and in parentheses one. So the first number is the broad number of harm that you'll do. The one in parentheses, this is actually something I took from Genesis. Uh, the thing in the parentheses is basically pierce, which works the same way that um, soak did. So yeah, you just go through one armor, brass cycles make your punches go through one armor automatically, is what yes. you're saying. But yeah, I can, like I said, this is going to be a lot of hot patching on the way. So well, I will no, make I a note. Saying, like, I, I don't need the brass knuckles because I just could use the razor claws from the fucking. You could do that, too. Uh, because one of my abilities uh, from the Vox, uh, let's look at it really quick, um, is active attachment, which costs one stress and it's an auto success. And should the weapon you have in your hands have the Technic tag, you may activate one appropriate attachment at the time. at a time. Excuse me. Which one of the attachments would be... Razor Claw, which would do that. The one thing I would say, I would probably also let you stack them if you wanted. Brass yeah, Knuckles. So stack the Brass Knuckles. Ah, yeah. behold my Claw Knuckles! 
<laughs> Thus, by That's default, nice. by default, you would have two two, which is uh, probably one of the more damaging weapons in the game. Yeah, you might want to think about that one a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said there's going to probably be some hot patching. Okay. Um, so that actually might be good for you, although... Let's see, because there's anything... I think that's probably good for, like, you and then you, Har. Suit, revolver, it's... We're going in. All right. You didn't want to take a submachine gun? No, it's, it's a style choice here. It's okay. revolver. All right, so we'll go with that. And then Toby is going to have his own things, which he is going to have. He's going to be a lot more armed also, since he's an NPC. He's not going to be as I, well, he's got his own stuff. Oh, uh, sure I'm supposed to fill this out, but yeah, OK. It, we can deal with that a little bit later because I I I got you. Um, all right, so. With all that, you all kind of figure out what you want. You basically wake up in the library. You say, oh, we're going to go back in physical. You go for the rigmarole of going through the, like, starting the scrying session over again. And you all to the group to bring down the crate, the crate that he sent over earlier in the day. Yep. So you all take a look at it and basically. Got you all a present. It's open. Basically. Uh, if you are, didn't already have it, you find a higher-powered revolver in the chest. You take a look at it, and now you can take it with you. All right, let's rock. One more thing. Bobby points at Cass. We might need some additional firepower in here. Are you talking about Cass or Toby? Cass. Okay, so then you're going to have Cass and Toby here, too. Yes. All right. Okay, so they will be coming along as well. And I will make a note of what that could. Um, so you all go through, you all sit down, you all get induced. Scrying session starts over now. So you all wake up in physical form. And that's crossroads. It is you all kind of decide you want to do this in like the, the dead of night. Yeah, dead yep. of night. Yeah. I figure we have Cass and Toby take care of the room with the cage where Apollo is and get them out first while we sneak into the the head honcho's uh, tent. Yeah. I will also say that uh, there is a... One thing I forgot to mention, there is a cot in the room with the cage, so someone is keeping guard on him. That still doesn't change the plan there, just... yeah. yeah just, I, to, just to clarify. Oh, that's Toby and Cass's problem. Um... So they are going to go in or so basically what they say is, all right, we are going to go in and hide in the trees real quick while you start figuring out how, how we're going to want to do it. Now, it is the dead of night, but we don't know whether or not the dude with the rifle is going to be up in the tower. You probably should make sure what is he doing at the, um, to begin with. Bobby, you want to take a shot or should I? Sure. Well, well, first off, you all got to figure out how to get in there because you're all at like the crossroads. So you're about like. like... Abby points straight down the middle between the crossroads and says, We go through the trees. Let nature shield us. So, just so I know in like Roll 20 terms, are you trying to like go, like you're basically going like up this path right here? It's kind of hard for me to click here. 
but then yeah you're gonna go to trees up here and get right next to the tower yeah yeah Yeah. sounds good go under his blind spot okay so that's what you're gonna do uh aravia what are you planning on doing uh that's a good question i mean so they're taking care of the sniper that is what, yeah, so Bobby and uh, you are. Look, are... I'm just saying, if a sniper shot me, I would run to where he is and kick the gun out of his hand and kill him because he's not specialized in a melee fight. Well, Personally. He's, he's got a lot of space and a tower between you and him, so. That is depending upon how... Guns jam. That is depending upon how you go about this, because right now you're, like, not even anywhere close to him. Yeah, we still need to get there. We're doing I think it stealthy. We can figure it out when we get closer to the camp. Um, yeah. So Cass and Toby basically say, uh, "Well, at this point, uh, we're gonna hide out a little bit closer." Which they kind of gesture. It's gonna be somewhere around here. Um, once you get the like, basically, we will what. You probably should do is get up in the tower. If I see you up there, I can go ahead, or we can go ahead and try and go in the center. Sounds fair, but if you start hearing gunshots, just go because that's the plan. Let's rock into the woods. Okay, so just to clarify, so that's what you two are doing, uh, Aravi. Just so, just so I know, what is your plan of attack? Are you going to go with them? So are they going to the tower? Yeah, they're yeah. going to go in the back and through the trees. Okay, yeah, no, I was wondering who was going to the tower. Yuhar uh, and Bobby. To both of them. Then I'll clear out some of the tents on the uh, the western side. We're doing this stealthy, because the plan is to go from there, from the tower then to uh, the big boss tent. I can sneak into the the tents through the woods. You could. You could go through, like, right here. Yeah, go on the eastern side, yeah. Alright. Should have gotten night night. Part of me wanted to rush down the fucking watchtower with a sniper just for the sake of that one drill tweet. I actually did wait, doesn't someone have night night? Have the ability to get it, but I don't have it. Oh, you don't have it. Yeah, I was tempted to choose night night, but I went with the uh forgot to count ability instead. Which that is also a good one to have. Yeah, I also have that one. So probably won't get it because I don't specialize in strike. Yep. Alright. Okay, forgot to count is good regardless, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm trying to think about how I'm going to want you to do this. Um, do I... Um, I could lead a group action and sabotage. Well, I'm just trying to think because I'm just... Wondering is like because getting through the woods itself shouldn't be that hard because you know where you're going, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think I'd have to like you wouldn't need to like do an action to get through the woods. Now, what I will say is on approach to the tower is that you and Bob or that you Har and Bobby are going to the tower and you get to about right here, get pretty close to it. Um. You can see the tower through the trees, and you do in fact see that there is someone up there. And you see that they are in a position that if they saw someone, they could take a shot. So you are, by the thing, what is your, what is your, 
method of attack. My honestly, I think you are should probably be the one to go up while Bobby uh, covers them from below with the rifle. Sounds good. Uhara has, yeah, Yuhara has sneak skill and Bobby does not. Yeah, All that's right. fine to me. So, what? That's. So, well, Never. I was going to say, you figure out what you want, what, what you want, what is your method of attack? So I what figured... you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So I figured that, like, you are, they're going through this very methodically, just, like, finding, like, looking around slowly but surely, keeping the area, and, and then just, but slowly but surely, plotting up the, till they get to the, the ladder, and then just once the ladder, just kind of be lining it up that way up there. So I figure what maneuver. So that would be the maneuver, or I mean, if you do do maneuver, which is one of the things is moving stealthily, uh, that would be focusing on that. Uh, that would be, um, it's not going to be controlled. That would at least be. Oh no, that's risky. risky. That's risky. Um. And that would have standard effect. All right. Uh, if that's how you want to do it. That's fine with me. I'm going to push myself for two die to get to a second die for that. All right. A five. So that is a five, uh, which is so you roll a five and a one. Uh, that is a mixed success. So in that case, um, that means that if I just double check is OK, before I'm determining the roll. So. Uh, on risky, you go head to head, you have to under fire. So you did it, but there is a consequence. You either suffer harm or complication occurs, or you have reduced effect. Um, or I can put you in a desperate position. Um, so what I will say, and you took the one stress? Two stress, because I pushed, but yes. Two stress, okay. Uh, so I need, I actually need to scroll. I'm going to scroll in here so that you can see. So you're at 11 stress right now. Twelve. I mean, yeah, nine. But I right. I took it off on the D twenty, not the. Oh, okay. Oh, you took it there. Um, wait. You have nine. Why do you have nine? Because I took the two for pushing from eleven to nine. Why were you at eleven? You should have been at thirteen. Because you didn't lose any stress earlier. Because Uhar has eleven as max. Oh what? Wait what? Oh Uhar. Right right right. Yes nine. Um, because I was looking at Elmas. Okay, you have nine. Um, hmm. So, hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say that is a. So the what the situation is is that, or the consequence is, is you do it. But the thing is, the moment that you get up at the top, uh, basically the person looks behind you, in behind them, and they see you. All right, I take a shot at him. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So hold on. Just a reminder. <laughs> uh, Use your fists. So if you oh, want wow. to be more stealthy, um, you could do a resistance roll. That's what your resistance is. Ooh. Um, True. Ooh. You do have three resistance for physical. Yes. I was also thinking of I have take initiative. If there's a question about who acts first, the answer is me. This is also true. So clearly, actually, uh, let's see. I'm just okay. gonna mind fog. Okay. Okay. Fucking so. Jack him. They okay. Let me let me double check. 
hold on. I got to figure out how does this work. Action roll. Um, okay, so that's additional two stress. Uh, in action roll, you may cast a fog over the opponent's thoughts that make mental activities for them far more difficult for 15 minutes. Um, in this case, um, you, can, you can do that. That is an option you can make. Um, in that case, you're going to have to... What action are you going to do for that? And I think I know which one you're going to do. Sabotage. You're going to sabotage. Uh, that is the best way you can do that. Uh, this is a... Um, you are technically in a desperate situation, uh, and I'm going to say it as normal effect. All right, let's go. Crit. You crit. Two sixes. Okay, so six one six. Uh, you crit on that one. Uh, which let me take a look at the description for critting on a desperate. Um, you overreach your capabilities. You are in serious trouble. Critical. You do it with increased effect. So, you he you. You basically use your magic, and then, um... Just grab him by the head and just... He, nope. he is stunned. And basically, he is having trouble comprehending what is going on. I'm to push him off. I don't yeah, make noise. No. Oh, wait, you're right, it will make noise. Uh, Give him the old neck snap. In the middle of the woods, all kinds of shit makes noise. You know what, I'll just, just grab him from... Just grab him, hold him, and just... Just, just like, the... Just sleep until just just uh, don't have chloroform, so I can't pass him out that I way. Push sleeper hold. Bobby is. Oh yeah, fair enough. Just push him off into the tree lining. Uh, so that is going to okay. Would that make noise if it's pushing him off? It's going pushing to. Him. So it is going to. Hmm. Here's My what I will make a big thud. He. So yes, that is the thing. He's going to make a thud, but. In theory, you're in the middle of the woods. Things make thuds all the time. So you will make a notable noise, but you will not say it doesn't necessarily mean it's not like a gunshot where it's like, oh, shit, that's a gunshot. It's think about you basically fired a gun with a suppressor on it. It's something. But we're out in the woods. So, yeah, I'm going to just push him over into the trees. Yeah, especially if you're pushing him towards the tree line, like nobody would see the body. So one thing I will say is because you critted. And this is since technically that's increased effect uh, in the confusion. You happen to like find a cloth that is next to it. You shove the cloth in his mouth and then shove him off. Uh, that is a notable fall. Uh, so he is going to take because um, we'll say this is like probably a story or two. Uh, like so actually, in that case, um, if you want to, you're going to need to action roll that. Yeah, okay. Like a couple stories. Uh, that is, you're in, so that will be whatever, yeah, so what is, what is your, how are you going to do this? I figure this would still be sabotage, because the whole putting him, he's, he's confused, like, basically tripping him over, throwing him off. You know what, I'm going to say that works. I'm going to say you're in a controlled position, I'm going to say you have increased effect. So, great effect. Great effect or standard? I just want to be... Uh, great. Okay. Uh, so you succeed. Um, you throw him over. Um, and also, I'm going to say this. Uh, since you have time a little bit, you can see that there's a little bit of a grassy area. So he's going to land in a little bit of a softer area. However, the way he's going to land is not exactly great. Uh, and I'm going 
Kind of. Uh, also, I just realized I should probably do... Uh, I just realized I don't have a good way of doing this. But... Um, okay, what can I... You know what? Um, give me one second. Or do this. Can I do this? Oh, wait. Can I, can I do this, actually? Okay. Yeah, I can. It's just going to be slightly... Um, and down. Make it a little tinier. And there is... Damn it. Oh, god damn it. Right. Because I got to do objects and tokens. I don't want that one. Move you there. And you are going to have two of four. So you damage them a good amount in this. Uh, good enough. Like, puts a, uh, you are going to put a thumbs up for from the flagpole for Toby and Cass to take the go ahead. Okay. So, um, they, so they go ahead and I am going to go ahead and do this. Uh, I'm going to do this actually here. Okay. So you, so you are from what you see going in, um, you see both Toby and Cass go in, you hear a, you hear it go in. And then you hear not much. Then you hear some slight muffled noise and then um, nothing after that. You don't hear any gunshots or anything. All right. At this point, I guess I, well, I guess can't really send a message, but I'd say to Bobby to just go ahead and go while I keep the eye out in case if anyone decides to get, get any ideas. You have telepathy, don't you? Oh, right. Duh, I forgot. Yeah, no. Send a message over to Bobby. Like, I'm going to stay up, keep message clear. Uh, you head out and I guess you can you can go ahead. I'm going to keep a keep watch up here until things get hairy until let me know when we can head into the final the, the head boss's tent. Where did the uh, the body of the guy land? Uh, probably behind the tower. So somewhere around here. So like at the base of the tower. Alright. Bobby's going to go over there, crack in and check and see if he's still alive. Uh, you can tell that he is still alive. What's his condition? Uh, he is wounded. He basically just fell basically on his head from a higher high spot. And he's very confused. Mm. Uh, also, Uhart did the smart thing and disarmed him. Yeah, I'm a professional. <laughs> Um, hmm. I have. Alright. Can I use Sabotage to sleep or hold him asleep? Uh, let me check the way that it's written. Just double check. I think you probably should. You know what? I, I would say yes. Alright. Uh, so like yeah. Uh, sabotage. Um, he's in, he's dazed, so you have pretty much, you have a control thing and he's confused so you're now greater effect. Okay. Okay, so you succeed. Uh right. so yeah you were able to sleeper hold him. Uh he is now in the process. Uh he is he took one additional harm. Uh but he is effectively uh you basically took him out the same way in Genesis 
uh, that if you drain their stress, that they're technically counted as dead or incapacitated. So he is now out of the picture. Bobby will then head over to the tent, back of the tent, where the bosses are. Uh, so the back of like the meeting area. Yeah. Uh, and you're just going to go into the tent. Was there a back entrance to the tent, or is it like just one entrance on the front? I would say you could probably go underneath and just into the tent. It probably wouldn't surprise me if there was a back way into the tent. So let's say it's like back here and here, like in the back and front. Bobby's going to try to take a listen inside. Um, so I'm just going to say in this case, you try and listen in. You hear nothing. Bobby will... Do we, do we have like a two-way telepathy communication? Uh, no, you don't. All right. Well, in that case, Bobby will wave at the tower for you hard to come. Okay. Yeah. So, just uh, look for the wave hand, and just I guess I'll walk, I'll climb down. All right. He's, yep. he's down. So you two are at the back of the tent. Yep. I guess Torpedo, you're back. I think Torpedo's still. AFK. Alright. When they're... When Uhard's in position, Bobby will uh, have his gun at the ready and motion for Uhard to pull the curtain back. Alright. Does so. Um, as you open up and you see, uh, you see that it is pitch black, uh, except for what the moonlight can uh, illuminate, uh, which is the fact that there is no one in the room. It is just the table. The documents, mm. however, are all still out there. Do we want to pick up the documents first, or do we just make a run? Up to you, champ. Go ahead. Cover me. I'm going to go grab the documents in. Bobby nuts. So yeah, I'm going to go in, just pick up all the documents, put them in a bag to grab, and like hopefully get rescanned when we go out. And then I guess once the documents are all grabbed, I'm heading out. All right. Bobby gets his tongue and looks around the camp, then and whispers, well, if they're not here, where would which one would they be in then? Uh, I want to say the central. Can't be the central one. I feel like if there's a central one, Toby would have started shooting by now. Mm. Uh, I will say if you... um. As you're kind of standing there, um, you uh, do hear. Okay, actually, I'll do this. Um, at Harvard, just to clarify what happened uh, while you're there, uh, they were able to. The person on the tower is now knocked out. Oh, not and dead. what was that? Is it, oh, not dead. Uh, nope, they are chokehold. Uh, and. Yeah. The this little center, the little tent that had the meeting thing, uh, they just they had there was no one in it, it just had documents that uh, Uhar has taken. Okay, uh, also Toby and Cass are in the center building or the center tent, uh, but they just went in, nothing has happened so far. Okay, Bobby will say, Ravi is covering the eastern tent, so may have sweet check the western ones. Sounds good to me. Let's roll. So which which ones are you checking? We're checking the western tents that had the bunks. 
Okay, so these these ones are here. Yes. Okay. Um, how do you want to do this? I guess can we go from? Well, I don't think there's helping from behind, so I guess we can go back around through the trees. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I guess the magical back... things about tents is that they're they're quite malleable. You can get out get out of the cloth any way you fucking want. So yeah, we'll just go in from behind and see if we can see any there, anything there. Um, Especially tents like these. Like okay, yeah. so which one are you, do you want to go? One that's deeper into the camp, or like this one, or this one, up or down? I guess. Did they both have bunks? Uh, only the the top ones did. Then yeah, we want the top one. Yeah, we want the top one then. All right. Well, in that case, um, you see that there are three people like you look under and you see that there are three people sleeping in tents. None of them match the head person. Nope. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to have to go to the central one to solve anything. Or the eastern one. All right, we'll head over there. Uh, Also, I should probably do it like this. Uh, As you go over to the eastern one, uh, you're going to have to action roll. Well, we're going through the trees. Uh, okay. Also, shouldn't y'all check out the uh, the other tent over there? That was just storage, though. I mean, wouldn't help to see what's in there at the moment, if anyone. I suppose. Sure, why not? Let's go look. <laughs> uh, you look in there, and it's just the same storage. Alright. So we'll head through the trees to the other side, and then I guess, Aravia, what are you doing then? I mean, I, I I thought I was clearing out the ones over here. Oh yeah, so, then okay. Yeah. yeah so Ravia, yeah. you are you basically look underneath the tent. Uh, you still see three people sleeping in the tent. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. What do I do? Any of them the leader man? Yeah. Do any of them look like the leader? Nope. Yeah, he's probably in the center tent. Okay. Nope. Can I just smother them in their sleep? Uh, fear. Mm. I mean, I'm the good guy. All right. If you want to smother them, hold on. I got to think about how. Okay. What would the action that you think it would be to do that? Sabotage their throat. <laughs> I mean, if you could use sabotage to sleep or hold someone, then you can probably use it to smother. Uh, well, there's a problem. Robbie has nothing in sabotage. Oh, well, I mean, I can use smash to hold them the fuck down while I smother them. Well, also another thing that I think would be fun is theoretically you could take the cot, drag it out of the tent and then beat the shit out of them in the forest. <laughs> uh, nature silencer. Um, now, whether also, or not. Just Unless really you have three hands all of a sudden and do with three people, there are three oh. people in there. No, I was going to say, Smash is specifically the ability to use raw physical strength to achieve a goal. Yes. So yeah, it's not just hitting things, it's just raw-ass strength. Yep. Which is why I was saying, I could just hold them down while I smother them, each and all of them. I would say that, yes, I mean, you could try smothering them in their sleep. Um, now, whether or not you can do smother them in sleep, you're technically being stealthy. You're technic... Well... I'd also get an extra plus 1D 
for using a pillow for my action. Okay, so here's what it's going to be. It's going to be a risky maneuver because you do have a little bit of risk of you making noise and waking them up. Um, That being said, you do have the drop on them, so I'm going to say your effect is greater. Okay, uh, so it's risky. Risky, great, and your smash, which is five by default. No, it's, it's, is it five by default? Uh, It says four. Forget. Well, though, it's four. So it's four by default. It's five because you get your improvised bonus. Also, I'm pretty sure. Do you get any additional ones? I feel like I do. Uh, You push yourself to physical streets. You do have a, you do also have ability push to the limit, which you push yourself to. I don't know if this would affect it, but. Put yourself to physical strength, physical strength, including moving large os- objects, these holding back heavy objects from falling. I don't think that would affect anything. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think that, yeah, you're... Five five dice is still pretty good. I, five dice, I think your, your percentage for success is like in the 99%. Yeah. You almost failed. But I didn't. But you didn't. You, you succeeded. And you had great effect by default. So I'm going to say for one person. So I'm just going to say you're going to start from the top. And you take that person and you hold them down and you take the pillow and you use that to end their life. Uh, And you (laughs) do do that for one person. Now roll it again for the next person. Got it, coach. Second verse, same as the first. Uh, for the record, for those listening to audio, that is two three three six five that Torpo rolled. Oh shit! Uh, so two four five two four. You success. You mix success that one. Um. So here's what I'm gonna do, is as as risky because you do it, but there's a consequence. So you're not gonna suffer harm from it. Uh, however, complication can occur. Mm-hmm. Uh. Which the complication that is, you do it, you kill that person, but the next person, as you're doing that, starts to wake up and starts to hear it. Now, if you want to have a full success, uh, you can do a resistance roll. Uh, and what is that again? So, if you take a look at your sheet uh, mm-hmm. and you see in your stats, you'll see that underneath your like default one or your. Uh, you're kind of the grouping. Yeah, I have the two it. physical resistance. You have two resistance. What that means is a resistance is six stress to automatically roll it as a um, as a success. However, your resistance, you basically would roll two die in that situation, and it would subtract the highest rolled amount from that six stress. So if you rolled like a four and a five, uh, you doing that resistance would only cost one stress. And it would just basically, you did it and nothing bad happened. Yeah, I'll do a resistance roll. Fuck it. All right, so it is two... You're going to do two. Oh, not not a 2d6. Um, I mean, te- okay, technically that counts. I mean, that but, counts, uh, so you only would take one stress. So, yeah, you take one one stress. Yeah, that's why I put the K1. Uh, let's keep one. Oh, yeah, I suppose. There's another macro, macro there. Yeah, one that... of the macro is just for resistance, oh, yeah. but that also works. Um, yeah, take one stress, fuck you. Uh, yeah, so yeah, there. Take one stress, so you do that. So now roll again. Uh, this case, in this case, your position is controlled. Because you just have the one person left. Okay. Um, controlled. 
Uh, great. Five. Let's do this. Oof. Uh, so it's still a six. It's a four. It's so. a four. So you do it. Um. Hmm. Yeah, you got to figure out what the fuck the drawback is now, buddy. For the listeners, the roll was one, three, four, two, three. Yeah, you you almost rolled a large straight. Um. Um. What is the drawback going to be for that? She hurts her hand. Um, She's smothering the man. He was almost awake, so now he flails more. I actually take damage from it. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. Yeah, that works, except I would say you're going to just take an additional some additional stress as you just basically you have to work a little bit harder. Okay, how much stress? Uh, let's just say like one. Oh no, I'm at ten stress. Oof. Oh no. Well, I just did something vicious and horrible. How's everyone else doing? We're the okay. good guys. <laughs> also, I need to. I actually need to make a note. Okay, so let me. So I need to. I need to put X's for who is no longer with us. Uh, we're gonna say you're gone. So sorry, Will Hopper, you're dead. That's a really kind way of putting the fact that I just fucking snuffed out. Made it straight up murder. White supremacy. <laughs> Uh, Reed Montgomery is now dead, and uh, Billy Sutton, you are also now dead. It's just fucking... Gave them all names, did you? (laughs) Yeah, in case I would need them. (laughs) Okay, so... Look, it'll be a cold day in hell when Aravia doesn't do something fucking brutal. Alright. Oh, wait, if we're going with the Section 9 analogs, does that make... If if we're going to say that Aravia is the major, does that make you Hearth Bato then? Yeah, everyone knows Bob B is Bato. True. Alright. Um, well, that happened. I can't believe Elmis is Ishikawa. I'm going to... Oh. oh, God. Actually, while you have the discussion, I'll be right back. So, wait, does that mean Toby... So does that make Toby, uh, oh god, Aramaki? Don't think too hard about it. No, Toby can't be, he's too exasperated by the antics. He's also technically an outsider. In this description, I don't think Bobby is Bato. No, definitely not. (laughs) It's definitely Pazer. Pazu? One of the ones that, that basically doesn't get any development, it's... Also... Is in a weird state of flux because, like, he could technically be the girlfriend, uh, his crazy ex who turned into him as well and may have killed him or might not have killed him. We don't know, it could be either. All right, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys decided to knock him out. Here I am, just like, this is how I play Metal Gear Solid. I regret to inform you that no, they're not going to. Maybe one day there'll be eventually be a fantasy river in which you have to just go through. Oh man, that'd be fucking long if it's a Ravia. It's, it's fine. There's a yeah. there's a cap to how much they can render. I know it was great. I'm so happy. I'm also happy that my ending kill count was 444. <clears throat> that is like a fucking auspicious number for a murder run. All right. So with that, I think we can go ahead and just head into the central tent. <laughs> Actually, I just realized, did I accidentally overcount? I did overcount. I just realized I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, 
to recorrect something that you are and Bobby saw, there's only one person actually sleeping in that tent that you saw. No, oh, Jesus, I just killed most of the camp. <laughs> all right. It's fine. It's a dream. It's a dream. <laughs> it's all in a dream. All right. So, with that happened, what all do you want to do now? Let's just go to the central tent and see if we need to rescue them. Time for more murder. Let's go to the central tent. All right. So, as you all go into the central tent, um, you can see, as you see it, the first thing you see is Toby, who is decked out in basically military armor, um, full rifle pointed directly at the bearded man who is sitting on his cot, um, which actually, actually the what you see is you see the bearded man face down on his cot, uh, Toby basically putting the barrel of his gun up to his neck as Cass uh, just now opens up the, the, um, the cage to free the two people inside. Ah, guess we came in just in time. Oh, damn, did I miss all the fun? Uh, yeah, okay. so, it, okay, and Toby's like, yeah, I, I got him. Poor bastard was sleeping, and I, he is, uh, if he decides to move, he'll be sleeping permanently. Yeah. Mm. Been looking for you, Bobby says to the man. Oh, yeah, you are, Bobby. How how things go on your end? Eh, just quiet. Nothing much. Nice, nice. Glad things went well for you. Things were surprisingly quiet on my end, too. So, what, do we want me to do... Brain bore and be done with this, or do we just want to actually talk to him? As a brain bore. Let's rock, then. All right, so... In that case, uh... Let's see, what is your, uh... What's your brain bore ability? I'm guessing uh, read memory. Yeah, let me check out your U-Har. Um, your main thing. Um, let's see. Yeah, read memory. All right, so yeah, let's go. Um, oh. Um, actually, okay, so you do have read memory. You do also have, oh, that's implant memory. Never mind. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't need to get for this. Yeah, there's mental image, but it's like plant the memory of being besties with you, Har. Uh, no, mental image is, I mean, mental image is basically read memory, but free. Ah, uh, yeah, but like this is we're, we're looking for specific stuff, so yeah, read memory. All right, so this plant is sabotage. Your bestie. Yep. We do that if this next thing fails. You, Har, big fan of the smash and grab. Yes. Is this controlled or? Uh, I mean, this is controlled. Like, he ain't gonna do shit to you. And, uh, what, normal, uh, standard, or what, what effect level? Uh, let's go normal. I'm gonna push myself also. Four die. Six. Okay, so that's a success. Yes. So, you read into his memory, and, um, in his memory, what was, since he was technically sleeping, what was playing in his head... Uh, was basically um, a phone message or a, basically a phone call that he had. Uh, basically, he drove into a payphone that was pretty far or like 
that is like isolated but kind of on the campgrounds that, that this kind of all or like in the natural park that this is kind of in. I thought he drove into it. Hot damn. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but you just re recall the message they had. It just kind of kept it short and sweet and basically said, we have the package. Um, and basically this conversation that the gist of it is that they're going to hand do a handoff of the package um, like two days from now at a certain time. Then we still got time to rescue him from the camp. Yeah, so what? So if it's two days from now, we got this yesterday in day, so it would be tomorrow in yours yes. where they're making the pickup? Okay. Do we know if they're making the pickup at the camp or somewhere else? Uh... The let's see, the pickup location is um, it's close to the camp. OK, so I relay that information to everybody. So they're going to do a pickup, yada, yada, yada. So I say like six o'clock tomorrow, we get, we show up, we make a Toby and make some calls. We go and do a full raid at like 6 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, Toby is basically like, well, in that case, um, I'll make sure to get my crew available because I'm sure I don't know if he just thinks basically things like, you know, I think my group is pretty trained for this. It's kind of thing we've been training kind of, you know, since we've all been in here. Uh, we can definitely handle it. And we can probably we'll be probably keeping an eye on it on it. But um I'm pretty sure uh and he looks at the, the person that is like, you know, it, and he he basically just takes his rifle and just clubs him on the back of the head, knocking him out. And basically says, I am going to go ahead and bet uh that these people are on uh don't know how familiar you are with um, the seed bear no entry list. Um, but uh, I have a feeling that these people have pretty much been on it. And uh, if we get a hold of them, uh, don't worry. Um, that gives us a little bit of, uh, let's just say, extra things we can do to them. All right, just say hello to Ronald Reagan to me, for me. God, I wish. I'd love to get him on an exhibition treaty with this, but I, that's a pipe dream. Well, I almost all these people are probably on that list. He looks over towards the uh, possibly Milo guy, goes tweet tweet. Milo just kind of, uh, well, Milo just kind of looks and is like, He's still a little bit delirious, but he's like, huh? Uh, huh. What I thought. Bobby goes over to uh, the other guy then. Yo, Apollo, uh, we got your back. Thanks. I don't know who you guys are, but I... Thanks. Uh, how'd they get you the anyway? What was that? I was asking, how'd they get you anyway? Got, got a little careless. Um... Kind of stuck my neck a little bit too hard, or out a little bit too far. Uh, if there's no, any shit. consolation, three of them are dead. Wait, you killed three of them? Wow. Mothered them. Ah, I, man, 
That's congrats. That was way quieter than these things usually go with you. Look, I was told to be stealthy. I'm at least going to attempt to be stealthy, and I mean, what better way to be stealthy than have your opponent dead? I can't find you. Where did they grab you from? Uh, They grabbed us town over. Um, Got me... uh, God damn it. Uh, Let's just say... Say Thistlewood. Mm. Any of the others got hit, or is it just you? As far as I know, it's just me. No problem. Everyone has their off days. Uhark gives gives them a just pat on the back, pulls them up. So everything will be fine. The following morning, a squad of home guard soldiers scouted the camping area and found the Cygnus camp exactly as the scrying session found. The ensuing raid saw the recovery not only of the kidnapped Apollo Morris, but of Canary Group member posing as a Cygnus member, Milo Palmer. The six other Cygnus members were captured by the Home Guard and are currently being detained. The following day, Theron compiled a report of the findings from the recent jobs to hand over to Toby, who was acting as their sponsor. Initial response from the DCI was that the team was showing quite a bit of promise and that they should expect more work in the future. After handing over that report to Toby, Theron sat back and reflected on the last three jobs. The most pressing matter to him was the new addition to the team, that being uh, the android Ash. What exactly was Ash, and what entity or entities were currently living in Ash? Could it be possible that even more strange creatures would be drawn to Ash and the creatures that live inside him? For the moment, Theron decided to enjoy the relative peace and decide not to let his mind wander for what possible wonders, or possibly nightmares, await his team. Thank you for listening to Hazeltown Story. If you'd like to get updates on this show and many other shows hosted by me, Lola Puzzlo, you can follow at Hazeltown Story on Twitter. And if you would like to get to know me more from a personal standpoint, you can follow my personal Twitter at Lola Puzzlo. If you would like to watch this be recorded live, you can go to twitch.tv slash Puzzlo and follow the channel for notifications of when this show, as well as other shows like Retro Rank Rhapsody, are being recorded. If you would like to add this podcast to your podcatcher of choice, you can search for WLDP Hazeltown Radio and find us on most major podcatching search engines. Or you can manually add rss.hazeltown.life to your podcatcher. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come around for the next episode. <laughs>